It's December 8, 1972, in Oakland, California, and a moppy-haired 16-year-old boy named Thomas Jeffrey Hanks sits back on the couch inside of a friend's house. He's watching one of the defining television shows of the era, The Brady Bunch. In this exciting episode, Marsha Brady competes against three other classmates to be head cheerleader. Of course, in pure Brady hijinks fashion, brother Greg is one of the judges. As young Thomas watches each of the cheerleaders perform their routines, he finds himself paying special attention to one in particular, the girl playing the part of Pat Conway. Thomas is instantly drawn to this bubbly brunette with the barrette in her hair and the seemingly endless smile. There is something about her, something special. Now to be clear, as I lay out the groundwork for this love story I'm about to tell, I want to point out that this is not a love at first sight moment or some kind of thunderbolt for young Thomas, but it's still a memory. He's creating a memory. And the most amazing thing about memories like this is that at the time we're going through them, we have no idea just how much they can come to affect our lives. And this one memory of watching this otherwise random Brady Bunch episode on this random day in 1972 that includes thinking, this girl is really, really cute, will be carved into the recesses of this young mind for years to come. And this is important because one day, many years later, this memory will play a key role in Tom's life. That's because he will actually meet the real-life actress who played Pat Conway and the Brady Bunch and make her his wife. I'm Kevin. I've been happily married and in love with my wife for going on 10 years now. And I love telling real life stories. So I decided to combine these two worlds and create something new that will celebrate love stories like mine. A podcast which highlights what I think are the most moving, most fascinating, and most memorable love stories of all time. Stories that not only teach us about love, but also about ourselves. In this episode, we're going to shine a spotlight on the love story between Hollywood icon Tom Hanks and his muse, wife Rita Wilson. And remember, if you like this podcast, please give it a five-star review and hit the subscribe button. And don't forget to like us on our World's Greatest Love Stories Facebook page. It really does help. Today's episode is brought to you by amythedatingcoach.com. That's A-M-I-E, thedatingcoach.com. And if you're interested in creating your own great love story, schedule a free relationship readiness review with Amy today. Mention this podcast for special discounts. With that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy the world's greatest real-life love stories. Tom Hanks is one of the biggest and most beloved movie stars in the world. He's Forrest Gump, the guy who plays the kid in Big, a dying AIDS patient in Philadelphia, 
and was hilarious in one of my favorite 80s comedies of all time that many of you probably have not seen called Bachelor Party. His movies have grossed over $10 billion worldwide, making him currently the fifth highest grossing actor ever in North America. Now, his wife, Rita Wilson, is a successful actress in her own right, who has appeared in over 50 movies and TV shows. Her creative talents actually go well beyond the big and small screen, as she contributes as a writer to many top magazines, including Harper's Bazaar and Huff Post. And maybe most surprisingly, at least to me it was, being an accomplished singer-songwriter, primarily in the country music space. To date, she's released four studio albums with more slated to come. And of course, the most pertinent fact about Rita Wilson, as it relates to this podcast, is she is none other than the actress who plays cheerleader Pat Conway in that 1972 episode of The Brady Bunch. The girl that a young Tom Hanks watches on TV while sitting in a friend's home and then either through coincidence or fate holds on to that memory long enough for Rita to enter his life. Today, both Tom and Rita have stars on the Walk of Fame and are one of Hollywood's true power couples, both in terms of fame and wealth, as their combined net worth is around $400 million. And despite their power couple status in a la-la land that chews up and spits out long-term relationships like some commitment-phobic Godzilla, Tom and Rita's marriage has defied all odds and is now well into its third decade. Like many Hollywood movie love stories, Tom's and Rita's has plenty of romance, drama, twists and turns, and maybe most importantly, a good old-fashioned Hollywood ending. Page one of their movie script starts on July 9th, 1956, in Concordia, California, when Tom Hanks is born. Tom has a happy but somewhat dysfunctional childhood, in that his parents divorce when he's just five years old, and his father moves the family around often for work. So much so that by the time he is 10 years old, Tom has lived in 10, yes, that's 10 different houses. Tom would later describe his childhood self as a kid who was unpopular with students and teachers alike, going on to say, quote, I was a geek, a spaz. I was horribly, painfully, terribly shy. At the same time, I was the guy who'd yell out funny captions during film strips, but I didn't get in trouble. I was always a really good kid and pretty responsible. But finally, the Hanks family would settle in Oakland, California, where Tom would spend his formative high school years. It's as a teenager that Tom starts to come into his own and accept his role as the archetypal class clown. And it's this look at me guys attitude that propels him to make the fateful choice to take some drama classes. A choice that will change his life forever. After trying his hand at college for a while, he eventually chooses to drop out and dedicate himself to acting full time. And the rest, as they say, is history. A little further to the south in Hollywood, California, one Rita Wilson is born on October 26, 1956. Being born and raised under the sunshine and palm trees of Hollywood, California, 
means that Rita attends the famed Hollywood High, a school that pumped out countless big stars over the years, including Carol Burnett, Judy Garland, the singer Brandy, Sarah Jessica Parker, Lawrence Fishburne, and even Cher. In high school, Rita is a pom-pom girl on the junior class council and a member of the ski club. By all accounts, Rita had a childhood similar to many American kids of the time. But in reality, Rita grew up in two very different worlds. She describes her childhood like this. I would go to school and be American, and then I'd come home and be Greek. You see, Rita may have been born in Hollywood, but both her parents were born in Greece and only had come to the United States a few years before Rita was born. Truth be known, Rita Wilson is not her birth name. Her real name, Margarita Ibrahimov. Say that 10 times fast. So how do you go from Margarita Ibrahimov to Rita Wilson? Well, the Rita part, that's easy. It's short for Margarita. As for Wilson, one might hope that it came from that maroon soccer ball named Wilson in the Tom Hanks movie Castaway. But that came out in 2000, years after the name was changed. Her last name actually came to her in 1960 when Rita's father, wanting to have a more Americanized last name, changed it. And growing up, Rita's family lived on a street named Wilson Avenue. And her father liked that name so much that he changed the family name to Wilson. Hence, Rita Wilson. By the age of 14, Rita Wilson blossoms into a very attractive young woman and is soon discovered by a fashion photographer who launches her into a career in modeling. By 16, she tries her hand at acting and lands her first role ever on that 1972 episode of The Brady Bunch, where she catches the eye of one Tom Hanks. Cut to almost a decade later in 1981, and it's another TV sitcom that would bring these two together for the very first time. The show is called Bosom Buddies, a comedy sitcom in which Tom plays a guy who wants to save a few bucks on rent, so moves into a much more affordable apartment complex that is, wait for it, for women only. Of course, that means he and his male roommate have to dress up as women every time they come and go from the building. Hence the bosom in Bosom Buddies. And because their love story isn't being written by a Hollywood screenwriter, she's not there to date Tom's character. She's there to date Tom's bosom buddy roommate instead. The role she's hired to play in the show? Rita plays Cindy, your typical single woman looking for love in the big city. But... In 80s sitcom fashion, she also just so happens to be a practicing Satan worshiper. When the cameras aren't rolling, there's an immediate connection between the two actors. Tom is attracted to Rita's warm, stable personality and would later describe his first impression of her this way. Rita glowed with niceness. Although I can find no reference of it anywhere, I'm guessing this is the time when Tom first mentions to her that he remembers seeing her in that episode of The Brady Bunch. And one might think that this would be the perfect opportunity for the two actors to hook up since Hollywood sets are notorious for their on-set romances. 
The problem here is, when they film their episode together, Tom is actually married to someone else. In fact, he's got two kids with someone else. And Rita, well, she's got a fiancé. So although Tom and Rita do have a spark, there's no fire. Thus, no relationship. Yet. Things change, though, when the two actors are cast opposite one another in the 1985 romantic comedy, Volunteers. A movie that has a 33% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, didn't do well at the box office, and wins Tom no awards. But Tom does win something else by doing this movie. Rita's heart. When filming begins on Volunteers, Rita is no longer engaged, and the problems in Tom's marriage were, well, unfixable. Their chemistry is just undeniable, and soon a relationship between the two follows. Rita says that what initially attracts her to Tom is that he makes her laugh and his amazing ability to tell stories. This combined with his lively, talkative personality that fits right in with her outgoing, boisterous Greek family. Tom would later talk about the reunion on the set of volunteers this way. Rita and I just looked at each other and kaboing, that was that. I asked Rita if it was the real thing for her and it just couldn't be denied. I think the end result is that we got married for all the right reasons. So on April 30th, 1988, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson walked down the aisle in what best can be described as a big, fat Greek wedding. And did you know that Rita Wilson is the reason the 2002 smash hit romantic comedy, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, got made? She saw Nia Vidalos' one-woman show in Los Angeles and loved it so much that her and Tom decided to produce it and asked Nia to star in it. Another interesting side note about their wedding is that in order to get married in the Greek Orthodox tradition, both the bride and the groom must be Greek Orthodox. But Tom, who grew up Mormon and Catholic, at this point in his life, identifies more as a born-again Christian than anything else. So to give Rita the wedding of her dreams, just before the wedding, Tom converts to Greek Orthodoxy. In fact, Tom has so immersed himself in Rita's family's Greek heritage and all their causes, that in 2020, he and Rita are both given Greek passports, thus have Greek citizenship. Now, as for the Hanks Wilson wedding ceremony, the happy couple is married in St. Sophia Church in central Los Angeles, which happens to be the very same church in which Rita and her sister were baptized as children. In fact, they even had the same priest who baptized them flown in from his new church in Oklahoma to perform the ceremony. The reception that follows is a lavish affair with over 300 guests, including some Hollywood bigwigs like Dan Aykroyd, former James Bond 007 Roger Moore, and actress Shelley Long. Soon after they're married, Tom and Rita decide to start a family of their own and have two boys, Chester, born in 1990, and Truman, born in 1995, then settle into a life full of fun, family, and films. This includes acting in a few more films together, can you guess how many movies Tom and Rita have been in together as of 2021? The total is six. Volunteers, 
Sleepless in Seattle, Larry Crown, The Bonfire of the Vanities, Magnificent Desolation, Walking on the Moon in 3D, and That Thing You Do. Now, overall, Tom's career has definitely shined a little brighter than Rita's, but whenever he garners a new award or accolade, it's Rita he's quick to thank and recognize. In 1989, shortly after his wedding, Tom pays tribute to his wife during his speech at the Golden Globes. After accepting a Best Actor award for his role in the movie Big, he says, I married a Greek babe. She was born right here in California, right here in Hollywood. But her folks are great. She's marvelous. Rita Wilson, thank you, babe, for marrying me. You made my year already. Jump to the 2020 Golden Globes, where at the age of 63, while accepting the Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement in Film Award, Tom chokes up while thanking his children and his wife of 31 years sitting in front of him. He says, A man is blessed with a family sitting down front like that. A wife who is fantastic in every way, who has taught me what love is. I do want to take a little diversion here because when I was researching about Tom's award speeches, it reminded me of an Oscar speech that is kind of the polar opposite in terms of romantic gestures and sentiment. At the Oscar ceremony in 2000, Hilary Swank gives her acceptance speech for Best Actress in the film Boys Don't Cry. She's thanking everyone from her mother to the film's casting directors to her friggin' publicist. And while this is happening, the camera cuts to the audience to catch a shot of her husband, actor Chad Lowe, Rob Lowe's little brother. Tears are literally dumping down his face. He is so happy and so proud of his wife. On and on, Hillary continues to read names from a piece of paper she brought up there just so she would not forget to thank someone. But when she finishes, she never thanks Chad. She never even mentions him. I actually remember at the time feeling kind of bad for him. I mean, he had nothing to do with her being in that movie, but still. To be fair, she did eventually realize her mistake and thanked him at the post-ceremony press conference backstage. And then when she won the Oscar again in 2005, she was super quick in thanking her dutiful and less famous husband and even makes reference to the fact that she didn't mention him in her speech the first time she won the award. But not surprisingly, when they cut to Chad, there are no tears on his face. Not much emotion at all. My guess is the damage was done. Within two years, they would be divorced. Ever the curious one, I decided to look up and see if any other famous actors have had an intentional or unintentional failure to recognize their significant other after an Oscar win. And it did happen, fairly often too. Sean Penn won Best Actor in 2009, didn't thank wife actress Robin Wright Penn. In 2010, Sandra Bullock fails to recognize husband and Monster Garage star Jesse James. And the list goes on. Emma Thompson, Morgan Freeman, Joe Pesci, Kathy Bates, and Rachel Wise. I'm sure there are more, but everyone on this list has another thing in common besides being Oscar winners who fail to mention someone you might expect to be important to them in their speech. And that is, they are all divorced or no longer in a relationship with the person they were with at the time of the speech. The moral of the story, if you win an award, thank your spouse.
Actually, the reason I brought all this up is because many studies have shown that consistent acts of kindness and thoughtfulness are keys to having long-term relationship success. When you fail to deliver on this front, even on seemingly small acts like not acknowledging your spouse at an award show, your relationship will almost certainly suffer and ultimately fail. And for Tom and Rita, who have been together over 30 years now, this concept of being thoughtful and kind to each other is something interwoven into their relationship. We know this because in one interview he shares with the world, Tom gives us real insight into the types of acts of kindness and thoughtfulness he brings to their relationship. He says, I view my wife as my lover, and we have a bond that goes beyond words like wife or girlfriend or mother. I can't imagine my life without her. I often leave notes for her near the phone or somewhere in the kitchen. I wish her a good day and stuff like that. I type notes for her using the antique typewriters that I collect. I have more than a hundred. And also, I have a habit of sending a photo report of my day to Rita. I take pictures of everything around me when she's not with me. What I eat for lunch, who I meet, what I shoot. I think she likes it. But life in Hollywood isn't always some perfectly scripted fairy tale for these two. It can also get very real very fast, and it does for Rita in 2015 at the age of 62. She is diagnosed with breast cancer. Tom then takes on the biggest supporting role of his life as the devoted and loving husband of a cancer patient. He takes time away from his career to care for Rita. Talking about this time in her life, Rita recalls, you never know how your spouse is going to react in a situation like this. I was so amazed, so blown away by the care my husband gave me. Who knew it would make us even closer? Rita undergoes a bilateral mastectomy and has lots of reconstruction. But it ends up being the little moments with Tom that helps her get through it all. She describes some of their more intimate moments like this. Sometimes we're just sitting on the couch talking or something like that. And I don't even have to ask for them but he always gives me back and foot rubs. He's just cool. The combination of Tom's compassionate support and Rita's relentless fight to beat this horrible disease really pays off because within a year of her cancer's arrival, she goes into remission. She's 100% healthy. To acknowledge and thank him for his unwavering care and love throughout her treatment, Wilson pens a song for Tom, titled, Every Day. The lyrics say everything you need to know about how she feels about her man. Here are some of those lyrics. It's the way you say come here, when you whisper in my ear. The weight of the world, it disappears in your eyes. The little scar above your lip is my favorite place to kiss. I ask myself all the time. How did I get this? Every day, every day, every day I fall in love. Every day, every day, every day I fall in love with you. But just a few short years later, in the spring of 2020, another physical calamity strikes. This time, it hits both Rita and Tom. The couple is in Australia, 
where Tom's filming an Elvis Presley biopic when they both test positive for the COVID-19 virus. Since Rita is a cancer survivor and they are both over the age of 60, it's an extremely scary time for them, especially when Rita takes some of the worst symptoms the virus has to offer. A fever of 102, chills like she's never had before, the loss of her sense of smell and taste, as well as bouts of extreme nausea. It makes Rita's time in the hospital almost unbearable. Tom's symptoms turn out to be much milder, allowing him to play that supporting role once again. Eventually, both of their symptoms subside. But while she's on her 14-day quarantine in Australia, Rita turns to Instagram to help pass the time. She flips the camera on her unmade-up face and sings. But she doesn't belt out some country song or some throwback ballad. She chooses hip-hop. She raps Naughty by Nature's Hip-Hop Hooray. And somewhat surprisingly, she nails it. So much so that the band gets wind of the post, and soon Rita and Naughty by Nature are collaborating on a remix of her version and theirs, and posted online to raise money for the Music Cares COVID-19 Relief Fund. If you've not heard the remix or seen the original video, please Google it. You have to check it out. It is pretty awesome. With the COVID-19 scare behind them, Tom and Rita are able to come back to the U.S. and get on with their lives and continue a relationship that looks to be on its way into a fourth decade and maybe even beyond. And when it comes to why their relationship works and why they have a seemingly unbreakable marriage, Tom sheds some additional light. He says, The success of our relationship was a matter of timing, maturity, and our willingness to have an intimate connection. When I married Rita, I thought, this is going to require some change on my part. I won't deny that Providence was a part of us finding each other, but our relationship isn't magic, the way it's shown in movies. In real life, our connection is as concrete as me sitting here. Not that marriage doesn't come close to being hell in a handbasket sometimes, but we both know that no matter what, we'll be with each other and we'll get through it. Rita also adds some insight as to what makes hers and Tom's marriage work. And like in many quality relationships, she points out it's not always the big tentpole moments that do it. No, sometimes it can be revealed in those little moments, the unintended ones. She recalls one special moment with Tom in New York. I'll never forget it. We were standing on the corner of 57th and 5th in New York, or 58th and 5th. We were holding hands and we were waiting for the traffic light to change. And he looked at me and said, you know, I just want you to know that you never have to change anything about who you are in order to be with me. Literally a wave of, if love is a feeling or a cellular thing that happens to your body, it went through me. Tom and Rita may now be in act three of their Hollywood love story. But when the final scene is shot and the footage is in the can, they'll mostly be remembered for the things they did and lines they said on screen. But I think I'm gonna end the Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson love story with something that Tom said off screen. A line that describes his own journey to find love. 
as well as the journey of many others, including possibly some of you listening right now. He says, Again and again, we're searching for the person who's a magic key for us, makes us feel connected, secure, part of something bigger than ourselves. Without it, the world wouldn't be any fun. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. And remember, if you like this podcast, please give us a five-star review and hit the subscribe button. Or like us on our World's Greatest Love Stories Facebook page. It really does help. And if you're a smart, successful single who's looking to find your forever relationship and want to create your own great love story, go to amythedatingcoach.com. That's A-M-I-E, thedatingcoach.com. Amy's programs help you break unhealthy dating beliefs, attitudes, and patterns through live virtual group coaching, private coaching, video lessons, and breakthrough exercises. Schedule a free relationship readiness review with Amy today. Mention this podcast and you'll receive special discounts on her various programs. See you next time on the world's greatest real life love stories.